0: hey guys welcome back to this episode of youth vibes and thanks for joining us again my name is Marvelous clement and on this episode we'll be discussing double dating dating courtship and how it leads to marriage to discuss this we have joshua Agbati as our host and two amazing guests shetitun salawu and andrew poe thank you so much for joining us over to you joshua
1: thank you mavi for introducing us um shetty you're welcome andrew you're welcome thank you Yeah. so like we're introduced we're going to be talking about double dating today but before we go into the double part of it let's hear what dating is so we'll start from you andrew what comes to mind when you hear dating what do you understand by dating
2: dating generally um is um a term that is used in the secular world for um people that um eventually feel that um they want to go into a season of having a certain kind of relationship that determines their suitability for one another. Um, but basically, this is um, a term that is used in the circular world. I think I would like to put that um, out there.
1: Okay. So I'm going to me- comment a, a little on, on what you said. You, ma- you mentioned secular world. Does that mean that in... In the, in the in the Christian circles dating shouldn't be heard of
2: okay so from our definition for dating if you if you look at it um as um the period in which um other people uh try to put um to see that they they the vet to see that they are suitable for one another you find out that this takes um a process of um jumping into one relationship or another and in the term dating one of the things I did not mention that is out there in the circular world is that there's a, there's a place for romantic involvement when it comes to this dating issue. But you see, um, in the church setting, in the life of a believer, God has made believers in a manner where he has placed in place uh, systems and structures that believers ought to follow through in order to make sense out of their lives this is what we call destiny so you found out that um there is a destination that god has called his children onto and if we are going to take the term dating that is out there in the secular space and we bring it into the church this is now going to give us permission to jump into one romantic relationship or the other so this takes us into um the part where we begin to talk about courtship
1: okay uh, andrew thank you very much i think you are uh, going ahead of me but uh let's let, let's hear from shetty soon before we, we proceed thank you very much so um, shetty soon your own view of dating what's what is dating to you when you hear it what comes to me it's just um
3: getting to know people um and it, it doesn't necessarily mean it ends in relationship it's the stage before a relationship where you get to um, know people better before you get into a proper relationship at least that's what i see it as these days everywhere
1: so you said dating is like pre-relationship basically i think that's what i can summarize from what you just said while for andrew dating is a circular concept that uh, might ultimately lead to jumping from relationship to relationship yes Okay, so you both agree that is a
2: pre relationship stage that leads you into a relationship. Okay. But you see, the idea of, of dating now is what we are talking about before going into the relationship. What people now, what dating practically means out there is that now going into that relationship, I am now vetting to see if that person is suitable. For me to go into a relationship with so it means that you are not even just going into a relationship yet you are now vetting is a stage a a stage of vetting whether you are suitable for for that person to go into a relationship yet and we never there's no place in the scripture that has said that a believer should go out there looking for people that he will vet to see if they are suitable Mm -hmm. For going into a relationship so if you look at it very well you find out that believers are not called to a thing such as dating
1: thank you very much andrew um shetty do you agree with um, andrew on the when he says believers that um, christianity does not permit does not make provisions for dating
3: well i would say that in the bible i have not seen anywhere that dating is expressly talked about, but we have a place for um, for love and all of that. Um, treating people how we want to be treated, and all of that. And I think that that that's just um, a general thing for everybody. Like I should get to know you. I should treat you the way I want to be treated. But it's I think it's practically th- almost the same concept with. Um, Um, trying to date somebody like i want you to treat me the way you want to be treated with love attention and all yes respect trust and all of that so i feel that it's it's a similar concept but the intention is what is different
1: in all of this both of you agree that um, dating is pre-relationship and then dating uh, andrews understood that dating there's no provision for dating so to speak but is there a provision for but be, being in a relationship
2: relationship if i would if i uh, if i would um get that um if i would if i would explain relationship now in the co- context of a believer right now it should be that the goal of that relationship should end in marriage If the goal of that relationship is not geared towards marriage, it just means that that relationship, um, so to speak, is not in line with what God has called his children unto. So now, as believers, older people, we are ahead of them. Now take for instance, let me give myself as an example. Right? While coming up. We found out that mostly what we do is we learn from the people that are a little bit ahead of us. Because way back, you find out that now, talking from the angle of the guys, you find out that guys way back, you find out that what they do is that they hard-earned money that their parents will give them, most especially, let's say, for pocket money and all of that. They save those money to buy things that they will try to impress ladies with. And ladies, because of the fancy of these things that they see, they feel like, if take for instance, back then, it was, it was not a thing for um, teenagers to have telephones, just the way we find it so very rampant now. But then, you find out that what the guys do is that they, they, they save up their money. Some of them save their money. Some of them even go out of their way and do things that, Maybe are not even right theft and all of that just to impress a particular lady and what they do is that a particular girl sorry what they what they do is that they 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 um they use those resources and buy those type of things that their parents don't allow them to even have as at that time and you see that because of that these girls are now wowed by all of these things and you find out that because they would want to get, continue getting those kind of items or gifts, they find out that they are so close with these guys and these guys, because of the, the circle of friends that they have, they begin to, they begin to want to want the idea of being in that place of dating, as it is seen in the secular world. And all that is in their minds as at that time is to see that they get romantically involved with those ladies. Because they find out that dating has allowed them a space to go into the place of this romantic involvement even before you get to the place of courtship now or relationship, just as I mentioned earlier. Or, uh, uh, yeah, that is before going into marriage. Right? So as at that time, they even know that they are not ready for that thing called marriage. But because this romantic involvement is there, they do that... So that they get so so now it explains to you why i would say that dating is not allowed in shouldn't be allowed in the life of a believer so at the end of the day you find out that these guys what they do is that after tickling the fancy of these girls they now woo them with all of these things and these girls because of what they get they always want to do that now you see the attention has been shifted the attention has been shifted from what they ought to do in building themselves up to get to the place where they are ready for marriage and they don't do that now they 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 they, they are they they remain in that place of trying to tickle their fancy thank you Uh,
1: thank you andrew um so um if what what i'm able to get from what you just said is the fact that young people go into dating into relationships erroneously or dating so to speak and the principal reason behind this is lack of identity the identity crisis for the very wrong reasons, and because maybe they want to feel, but they don't know who they are in Christ. Yeah. All right. Um. Thank you very much. Um. So, um. In addition to what um Andrew has said, are there other reasons why you why you think uh, we're seeing younger people dating these days?
3: Well, I'd say that for. Okay. Um, I'm just going to be talking based on experience and not not really personal experience, so to say, but also things I've seen among my friends and all of that. I feel the reason why a lot of people want to date is because they don't want to waste their time... um, Getting involved in, you know, when, when, when you talk about yeah, getting married um, you want to you want to enter a relationship so that you can get married, it's a very serious thing. And over and over, we've seen people introduce people to their family members because they're in a serious relationship. Everybody knows them with this person. At the end of the day, things go south and all of that. So for some people, I feel that dating is a safe place for them where they can see if, okay, um, this person treats me right. I like this person too. I feel this person. I understand this person. The person understands me. We get each other. Okay, then let's go into something more serious that everybody can now know that we are into this thing together. I feel that is why for most people these days, they date. Although for some people, I think it's just to, you know... At the end of the day, let them not say that i only really dated only one person in this lifetime. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so just yeah, you know, they
3: the are numbers. just um, adding to their CV. So I think that's it for some people. But well, that's what I'll say.
1: Okay. Um, you said something quite striking because earlier um, on we agreed that um, dating is pre-relationship, and from your last response you just you stated that it is a safe space for them to get to study this person and decide whether or not to um proceed with the, the relationship with these people yeah. um andrew do you think this is um logical and acceptable because from your earlier responses it didn't sound like you like it, like you agree that um, christians should go through the dating phase
2: you see for me This is a very clear thing. It is a very clear thing that I believe that the church and believers should make it definite. In the sense that you have no business going around, just like Shih said, trying to see that. You see, earlier on when I was explaining, I told you that most of the guys that we saw ahead of us way back, what they were doing is that they were trying to get a sense of belonging. They were trying to get a sense of acceptance. At the end of the day, what they do is, when they go back to their corners, you find out that their friends are healing them. Hey, charman, you, you have a girlfriend, you have this, you have that. So it's like, just as City said, it's like they're building their CV, you know? So, so it's like, it's like um, at the end of the day, these things are all for the wrong reasons, you know? That's why I tell you that there's a place for identity. You know, if only we know our identity in Christ and are sure-footed are grounded in Christ, most of these things will not be in, in, not be in confusion with them. Because, I mean, j- just think about it. Now, you are there wasting your precious God-given time and you are trying to find out who is suitable for you to go into a relationship that you do not even know where that relationship is headed. So, for me, I feel that the issue of dating should not be found amongst believers. We should be able to say this with boldness and make it very clear.
1: Thank you very much, Andrew. So summarize what Andrew just said, that dating should not be found amongst believers because most of the people that go into dating go into it for the very wrong reasons. And to, like Shetty said, <laughs> to build their CVs <laughs> and all of that. Okay, so... um. Since we're kind of til- um, tilting towards agreeing that dating should not be seen amongst believers, how should believers get to know themselves? How sh- how should believers go into courtship? Let's hear from Shetty before we come to you, Andrew.
3: All right. I feel that, um, okay, while I totally agree that um, dating should not be found among Christians, I also cannot. Um, I can't turn a blind eye to the fact that it happens. Like it's, it happens, and it to continue to happen. <laughs> yes, that is the truth about it. And the thing is that is, I think the only difference is the intention. Really, the intention behind going into that um, relationship, so to say. I think that is that is what the difference is between um the circular dating and like
2: i mean if i may just say something right it's like you see um the the issue of dating now we've established it to be that the stage where you find each other suitable for a relationship so now not the relationship we're talking about now the dating it's
3: it's still a type of relationship so to say every 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 type of social interaction is a type of relationship
2: Yes, but you could remember what we made mention to relate to our relationship. Yes, That's
3: yes, friendship. I understand. That's why. Okay, I was putting air quotes <laughs> in the relationship. I was putting air quotes, and of course, the listeners can't see the air quotes. But then, um, okay. Sorry, your question again, please. Okay,
1: okay. So, um, since I'll build in the question on the premise that Andrew made us to understand that dating should not be, um, seen in amongst believers. So I'm now. The question now is how do christians go into a relationship how do you get to know yourselves enough to go into a relationship leading to marriage or with the aim of getting okay
3: um well there is there is always we've we've said this several times even at fellowship there's always a safe place called friendship there's always that safe place called friendship and from friendship as christians um we should crave for, the, um, for discernment. It's very important. When you are able to discern spirits, <laughs> when you are able to discern, you, you, you don't go into things you are not supposed to go to. You don't go into things without praying about it first. No matter how much some people would say you are spiritualizing things, the truth is that prayer is a very strong um tool that we have as Christians as believers and when you pray about things with an open mind God will always reveal things to you this is what I want you to enter this is what i don't want you to enter you see someone and because the person is so beautiful the person is so handsome he's tall he's everything you've always wanted you just go into it because if you well this person is a christian i can we can always do this but i feel that there's a place for prayer there's a place for studying people even from afar there's a place for friendship just friendship not this person as a friend and then from there, you can build on that, okay, I, I think this person, um, God is leading me this direction to um, to cut this person.
1: <laughs> okay. So, um, Shetty just said that the, we start with friendship. I think um, it, it, that's, that, that stage is, is um, most of the time omitted when dating is involved. You just see this person you like, and then before long we're dating and then most of the time it doesn't end well. So it doesn't even get to the courtship or relationship okay. aspect. So we should always start with so Shetty says we should start with friendship. During the per- period of friendship, then we pray for discernment. While while we can as we're praying for discernment, we also study the character of this person from a distance. You mustn't go and visit him to study his character. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So um so thank you very much of that was Shetty on how should um, a courtship begin or a relationship leading to marriage begin. So Andrew, I you, you have something to add or to take away from what Shetty just said?
2: Okay, thank you, Josh. You see, um when it comes to you see, that was why um earlier on I was talking about the issue of identity. You know, as believers, when you have a walk with God, when you start your walk with God, it, it's it's like a process. You get to a place um where you are built by god and if it's in your design because you see even the issue of marriage is not meant for everybody but everybody eventually would be married right but um when you get to the point in your work Sorry, with god just to be here to be clear i heard you right you said not everyone will be married not everybody at the end of the day, that ma- is, is just in the case of, of Paul, right, in the scriptures.
1: Okay, go, go ahead.
2: Yes, please. So it's like um, you get to a place where um, in the blueprint of your destiny, right, in the blueprint of your destiny, not necessarily would marriage be involved in your destiny. We've seen people that have, have, have taken work, a good walk with God, and have departed even without being married. The maturity and the spiritual growth of that family, and they recommend that for their children, and they eventually get married. What we ought to do is experience the place of growth and not depart from the place of growth. Because by the time we focus on our growth in Christ, God will be able to... God will will give us um, a partner that has experienced a degree of growth to which we have also attained because one of the things that i would also put out there is that god is not one that wastes resources
1: okay thank you very much um andrew
2: if you're just joining us we're talking about
1: um, dating on on youth vibes and you can continue with us so um shetty when andrew was talking he mentioned um about betrothment and arranged marriages So, uh, so i'm just going to talk a little about that uh, in our time and age, do those things still happen? Do they still arrange marriages for people?
3: <laughs> yes, they <laughs> do. Have seen any of, any of <laughs> they those? They do. <laughs> uh, well, I think it depends on on personality of people sometimes, and also um, family backgrounds. For some families, it's um, it boils down to tribe. Um, it boils down to um, political, whatever business whatever you know they are trying to secure the future for their children and all of that and for some like i said um tribe they want you to get married to this person in your tribe because they don't want you to go outside of it for some people it's the church um, I want you to get married to the elder's daughter because, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you know. So uh, it happens, though. And, well, from persp- uh, from the perspective of personality, I have seen some people that are so timid. Like, they can't even talk to guys, like their fellow guys. They can't talk to them. So their parents or their siblings just help them find one correct girl that you know that this one makes sense. I just come and drop for you. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens, really. It happens. For some people, you won't even know that that was how they got married. Even in this present day. You won't know because they've just blended into the whole thing. Like, I've heard most people, like older people say that, ah, in our own time too, it's not as if you can go and date somebody. Maybe they just gave you... So- yes! Well, I think that works for people that understand the place of... um of togetherness, of um, of not being selfish, not being an individual, but being a couple. People that are ready to change, people that are ready to um, synchronize into other people's lives. I think that's, that's the part where it works for people. Um, people that are going into a marriage with the intention of, we are going to make this work, whether we like it or not. We are going to make this work. I think that's, that's where it has worked, and that is where it has worked for older folks, too. But in this generation, it's not working like that, though. <laughs> it's not working like that. But it still happens, though. Trust me, it does. I've, I have a friend that I've said it before that they, um, she, 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 need, she has to get married to a particular person. No, I'm not yes, talking. Yes. A, a no tribe, not a no. tribe. No. A particular person. Because her parents feel that this is the right person for her. So no matter who she brings to the house, it's a waste of time. Because they won't be supporting that. And she's not ready to go into a marriage where her parents are not involved in her life anymore because she went against them and all of that. So. so yes. A yes. That has yeah. A it has been predestined.
1: <laughs> so, um, Andrew, do you have any experience or any friends who are who had arranged marriages
2: i don't think i've witnessed any arranged marriage where you would have to marry a particular person by force
1: because either your parents or your family members feel this person is best for you or something along those lines
2: yes in this case um having uh to having to have an arranged um arranged um idea of wanting to have a courtship now if you're going to if you're going to marry fine if you're not going to marry fine but it's not like we are forcing you you must marry this person
1: okay. so um like uh, earlier on you said that we can't shy away from it that we have uh, young people in church who are dating so yes um and i think it's it's become it's become a problem because it seems as though those who are not dating are seen as the outcasts the they are the, the ones that do not belong so um, and is in church is with us so how how do we handle this situation now that it is here because we're now agreeing that dating should not be but it's here now so how do we now handle this
3: well um i'll i'll say that this this is even one place where fellowship comes in play a lot of our teenagers and youths are growing up outside the church they are not growing up in the fellowship, you know. I've (coughs) learned growing up with Promise and Toby and and their clique of friends and Jennifer and Nanquats and all of those people has really taught me a lot of things. Then coming to fellowship, I have heard so many things so many times and I've learned early that a meaningless relationship should be avoided by all means. should be avoided yes i'm dating you and in the next five ten years we are not seeing an end to it so why am i starting it now like what is the why shouldn't i just be your friend right now instead of dating you why can't we just be friends right now you understand what i'm saying yes Yes. Yes. why can't we just be friends right now
1: See, exactly. are you seeing a, a
3: marriage in view in the next five years do you even know whether you get admission in the next four years <laughs> yes so those are the issues and I feel that growing up outside the church has really not helped a lot of people because for someone that has been consistent in fellowship now I'm not talking just coming to church because there are so many things they don't say on the puppets the best place to say those things are in close groups like fellowship Yes, smaller groups where you even see people that have gone through these things, they've shared their experiences during fellowship, you know, and all of that. But because these people have not grown up in fellowship, it's hard for you to even talk to them because some of them cannot even listen to this right now because they are not connected to fellowship. They don't even know there's a podcast. So I think fellowship is where we can actually address this issue for younger people right now. Saying it right now is only for people that are listening to this. That's just the truth about it. It's just for people that are in this. I have learned so many things about relationship directly, indirectly from fellowship from older people talking about it sharing their life experiences the itself, yes the
1: experiences that has
3: followed following. from fellowship yesterday i was with someone we went for a for a for a small dinner somewhere and she was dropping me off and she was sharing her relationship experiences i was sharing mine too it was so awesome you know when when i got to meet and person is a christian which makes it even better for me because at that point i am not getting my experiences from someone that is just talking out of just you know out of just experience but someone that is bringing the bible yes exactly a lot of people have modeled their relationships after people that they are not even connected with just people that they see randomly on social media they have drawn conclusion from ah Men has come, all of that, and all of that. Let us all just um, be playing with each other, just from what they've seen on social media, and not what they've seen in the church. So there's a place for fellowship in all of this when we are talking about um, um, how to correct this notion from the younger generation, from the younger people. And I'm not that old anyway. So <laughs> yes, I'm not that old. <laughs> okay um thank you you very
1: much so um the need to come around for fellowship you need to make friends and not um not date everybody you need to make friends and godly friends people that believe in the same thing you believe in not people who uh, style their lives according to several other principles that you don't believe in so um andrew the problem is here with us already we have young people in church who are dating who are getting into relationships that of course don't look like they're headed for marriage how do we stop these menace from progressing any further and stopping the younger ones that are coming up from going into it
2: thank you very much josh you see um i I also was having this amazing conversation with um um one of these amazing friends of mine that is a very strong believer and you see he made he made a statement and he said Christians shall be bold. You see, why these things are out there like this is because you see, we find out that, yes, in church, we try to behave a certain kind of way and we try to leave a certain kind of standard and we hold it to ourselves and we take it back into our bedrooms and we're fine with it. That is how you find out that in the secular space, you find out that even when it comes to um, um, music, entertainment, art and all of that, things that attract the fancy of um, young people and all of that are those things that the secular world and the secular people have made bold these things and declared as the normal so the things of God and the things of um, of uh, the the pattern of life of a believer has not been brought out there to the world and, and and made a bold pattern of living for people to see and emulate, and say that this is the pattern of life I would want to live, you know, morality is in decadence. Um, uh, 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 you know, character is 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 in is decaying as the world goes by. Why? Because most of the people in church are not bold enough to bring out the living standard of a believer out there for people to see and. Emulate in order that in order in, in order that the world may see the life of a Christian and see the pattern of living of this person is a life I would like to emulate and live. As I, as I was telling you earlier, most of us we learned from what people ahead of us were doing. But the people that were doing the, the, the negative stuffs were there to say was it to say that as a den there were no Christians that were doing the right things? They were. But you see, they were not bold enough to make it a standard of living and place it out there for others to see. Rather, they would prefer to go into their closets with it, with with the pattern of their lives. And they come out and they try to also want to behave like the people in the secular space. So that they avoid the place of where they are maybe um, um, uh, now being mocked or, you know, called um holy holy or, you know, this type of things that people call believers and it wants to play on the boldness of believers, you know, in taking a stand. So I feel one of the ways that relationship and or, or, or rather dating will not be in error or will not even be found in the church is that people that have patterned their lives God's way, should be bold enough to make their lives visible for younger people to see and emulate. Okay. Um, uh, Andrew, earlier on, you, you
1: mentioned that um, those who are older um, should make themselves available and their stories available for the younger people to learn from. So, um, are you in a relationship? No, I'm not. Okay. Um, Shetty, are you in a relationship? I was. <laughs> Cause I would have wanted um, one of you to tell us your, your own relationship and how you got into it so that we can learn from
3: Oh, that's not your problem. I'm not in a relationship, but I was in a relationship, so it still works both ways.
1: That would be difficult to, for us to learn from because we're learning from relationships that lead to marriage.
3: Omo, it's not by like that though (laughs) it's really not by like that because a lot of relationships don't lead to marriage even though we term it courtship it still doesn't lead to marriage because even at the end of the day when you try to make things work like you go in with the right intention this is for marriage there are things that come up you are not in control of the second person's life yeah so things happen During that period. And like they say, a broken um, courtship is better than a broken marriage. So, yeah. So, there's a place for that.
1: So, are you willing to share how you got into the relationship? How it started?
3: Yeah, sure. Okay. So, I, I started dating someone that was a church member. Not EPC, though. Yeah, I met back in school. And from the church and all of that. It was... Amazing, we had shared values, good families and all of that. But um there were things that were deal breakers for me. Because if you are if if we are working towards um having an enjoyable marriage, not one that you endure for the rest of your life, because I've seen a lot of people enjoy their marriages. So I want that too for myself. And if we can't have if We are not, we don't have that together. I think there's no point going further and, um, regretting our actions later on. But we started from like church people, you know, started dating from church. Just, uh, well, that leads me to something when you want to be in a relationship with somebody, don't go to someone that is not a believer. You already have different value systems. And so that's one is already a deal breaker on all grounds.
1: Do not yes. going through a relationship with someone that is not a believer. Yes, very important. So thank you very much, Shetty. Um, thank you very much. So um, um, earlier El- Shetty said we should come around for fellowship. We should make Christian friends. We should associate with believers more than we do with um, learning from the internet and all of that. And then um, Andrew just said. We, we should, the older believers should be bold enough to state what they believe in and, ma- and make it out there. We, should, we shouldn't hide our light under a bushel. And also, we, um, the, we should make our relationships quite open for the younger ones to learn from. Yeah, I, I think that's what. So th- thank you very much for, um, for being with us so far. We've been discussing um, dating, and so far we've had a very robust discussion. So um, in conclusion, maybe final, final, final before we close about still on the, the way forward uh, about this do you think um the church as a whole like um i'm talking of the pulpits now has the role to play in ending this so maybe a short response from each person
3: um well yes they do but in as much as we also remember that the, um the congregation is a mixture of both married, single, single by choice. (laughs) 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 Yes, and um, grandpas, grandmas, and all of that. Yes, there could be times that are set aside for topics like this, discussions like this. But like I said, the best place is still at fellowship. There, there's liberty to really discuss things and have feedbacks as well. Um, The pulpit is is, is for... um, teaching preaching but for fellowship we have discussions we have people that you can you can ask questions even during the fellowship that will be answered people that can mentor you after that follow you up and all of that uh, so i feel that yes the puppy does have that too and another way they can help is directing people to fellowship directing people to it's very important we see, we a lot of parents are here that were not fellowship members so they really don't know what fellowship is in aqua plateau church they just came in as married couple or just grown up already and all of that so they didn't really attend fellowship so they don't know what fellowship has to offer they have not tested and they've not seen what it has to offer so i feel that the pulpit is somewhere that they can direct people to fellowship
2: the pulpit has a very significant role to play when it comes to the life of um, younger uh, younger people, and in fact, the church at, at large. You see, um, when it comes to the shaping of a believer, the shaping of the mind of a believer, most of these things come from the pulpit. And these things we talk about, right, by the time our teachings are been brought forth from the pulpit and it shapes your mind, you 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 get to the place that you attain a degree of growth in Christ you find out that some of these things are things that um uh, you learn and they become a part of you so yes while um fellowship is there um for us to um, share um our experiences and our you know our growth process the pulpit cannot be um, ruled out of um You know helping in the issue of of um of of dating i mean we've been talking about dating
1: and we went through the whole course of talking what dating is and we established we all both uh guests um, told us that dating is the pre-relationship phase that decides the pre relationship phase and then later on we got to understand that before you go into a relationship leading to marriage, first of all, you need to know your identity in Christ, to know what is your own purpose on earth, and that only comes with having a walk with God, a personal walk with God beyond um, the activity, beyond the Sunday-Sunday gatherings, but the personal walk with God. And then we also went uh, further to talk about how should these relationships begin, and Shetty told us about starting up as friends and then the place of discernment, where the Spirit guides you on whether or not to proceed with this, where the Holy Spirit guides you on whether or not to, (laughs) thank you for that, whether or not to continue with this relationship and if it's going to lead to marriage, if it's a good thing to embark on or not, and then to listen to the Holy Spirit speak to you, not 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 just because you've taken the first step of being friends and then you just go all all the way in. You're not looking back. Then um, also we talked about The fact that not all relationships will lead to marriage and classically stated, a broken relationship is way better than a broken home. So in conclusion we're talking about how very importantly, do not go into any relationship with someone who is not a believer because their value systems are different. There's no fellowship between light and darkness. We've come to the end of today's podcast. So if there's any final words you'd like to leave us with, I'll just give the opportunity for one person something that you, you really wanted to say, but maybe during the course of our conversation you skipped. Or it's
3: okay, I want to say that for the teenagers and the um, some youths that are not um, they are not spiritually, mentally, physically matured enough to start courtship. I think there is a very good place for friendship let's be friends we don't have to be in a relationship first question i always ask myself when i was much younger is what am i going to do in this relationship that is different from friendship what am i going to be doing with you that is different from what i'm doing with another guy that is my friend if that thing that i'm doing is actually a bad thing i think this relation this this relationship in quotes It's not supposed to be. And then another thing I want to say is, um, when we are talking about maturity, we are not talking about age right now. There are a lot of people that are 40, 35. And when you sit down with them and talk with them, you feel like, am I sure this person is this old? You know, So it's not really, when we are talking about maturity here, it's not about the age. We are talking about a lot of other factors that has contributed in the growth of the person's mind and the person's mindset so
1: yeah thank you very much shetty thank you for accepting the invitation and coming on the show thank you very much andrew we hope to call you back some other time we really enjoyed the conversation with you.
3: thank you for having us
0: Thank you so much for your time and thank you for listening to this episode today if you enjoyed this episode consider subscribing to youth vibes on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast turn on notifications so you don't miss a single episode you can send in your feedback using the link at the end of the episode description you can also send us an email at youthforepc at gmail.com that is y-o-u-t-h number 4 e-p-c at gmail.com This episode of Youth Vibes was mixed and produced by Seth Kujie in collaboration with Echo Planet Church Youth Ministry. Team music is by Basho Adamu and thank you for joining us again. We'll see you next time.